Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, conductors of the Metaphysical Examination. Welcome to The Crossroad. This is episode 421. Happy Memorial Day to all of our U.S. listeners. Hope you're having a, a really great uh, three-day weekend. This week on the show, we have some 35th anniversary chat. We're going to talk about all of the stuff that's happening at the Licensing Expo in Las Vegas. Uh, some interesting clues as to what may be in store for Ghostbusters Day. Chiming in with our stuff from last week. And uh, stay tuned. It's, it's going to be a fun one. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! And then he went off to go solo, and he started using it. Right. Phil Collins yeah. uh, kept going with Genesis and used it. He went solo, he was using it. And then, and then you can just see that everybody was like, what the hell is well, that? And, and then they, they used, I mean, it's the Miami Vice uh, theme song. Like, yeah. uh, it's that same sound, that, like, canned, compressed uh, studio microphone sound. Yeah. It depends on what part, well, because uh, Jan Hama. Yeah. Jan, Jan Hama. Hama. Yeah. Um, he was full synth too, so I don't know how yeah. much. But but I think that I think there are some. I can hear some drums that I think they may have done live. But I, again, that same thing. Yeah, press the hell out. It's it's all because I remember it's like in the first handful of episodes they actually there's like a whole driving montage to in the air tonight in Miami Vice. It's like one of the oh, few yeah. things I remember about Miami Vice is like. There he gets go. into his his car and he's driving through Miami and and in the air tonight is playing and I'm like, this is cool. Why is this happening right now? I yeah. don't understand. I tried watching the the movie. Mm. It I should have not it seen that. No. It 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 should have it should have flown because uh, it's isn't it like. Who was it Michael Mann it or something Mann. like that? I mean, it was the it was Michael Mann who did the sh- show. And yeah, it was, it, like was, Colin it was him Farrell doing. And yeah, and Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox, that's right. A, du- a duo that I'm I'm certainly I've watched other places and enjoyed them. So I'm kind of like yeah. And then I just start watching the first bit. I'm like no. Hmm. There are it's a few of where it. it feels like it should work, and then you watch it and you're like oh no, this that stinks. It's a perfect but, example though. Uh, well, a. Uh, it's subjective too, because I mean, I'm sure some people out there like it, sort of thing. But it's a, it's that perfect lesson of, like, you can't, you can only complain. Actually, you can't even complain about a movie. This is like you can, you cannot like a movie. And actually, that's not true. I guess there are times where you can't complain if stuff is like egregiously bad or really, something like really that. Bad, yeah. But the rest of the time, it's like, man. So much has to fall in line to get an average movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's just you, uh, it's yeah. all, the, all the more reason you should celebrate. Like, and this is the other thing too, right? Like, um, if you get even an above-average movie, but it's not your thing. This is what I liked about Ebert. Ebert had a knack for recognizing above-average, even if it didn't 
ring his bells. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, still like, somewhat average. Yeah, he he was he was somehow managed to both watch movies as a fan for the stuff he liked, as well as watch movies as as you know as a as a critique as a as a as a an academic of film and recognize when stuff was above and beyond and yeah. and applauded appropriately. Yeah, knowing knowing the craft of what was done, even if the script was awful or one of the actors was awful yeah. or something that made it stink. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, yeah, you're right. It takes so much to get the movies made, but at the same time, like, I watched that uh, the new Magnum PI trailer, which I caught myself. Yeah. I was talking to my wife, and I was like, Ah, oh, God, it just doesn't. It doesn't look fun. <laughs> it looks really generic. It looks yeah. kind of boring. And then I'm like. I'm complaining about Magnum PI right now. Look, the original show was yeah. not great either, but it was just fun because it was so kitschy and because of Tom Selleck. Like Tom Selleck was such a charismatic dude, where the guy that they got to play Magnum in this, like he's he's cookie cutter. Yeah. He looks like just any ordinary like chiseled featured dude. Um, well, some, somebody pointed out that uh, um, things like Magnum PI and all that they were built around the star they chose. Which makes it then nearly impossible, right? Unless you to, have so, that person. Yeah. So, and, and it's funny then that man tried to remake Miami Vice because there's a perfect example of that show turned its two stars into mega stars, right. and outside yeah. of the confines of that that show, they were just kind of eh, yeah. You know? It was <laughs> it was all about Crockett and Tubbs, and then you know Don Johnson. He did okay. I mean, he he, he did obviously okay. did okay, but um, and then uh, uh, John Michael Vincent was that it? Jan John Michael Vincent. What was uh, Tubbs's real name? Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer. Uh, Jan Jan Michael Vincent. Michael, yeah. John, right? Jan, John Michael. Jan Michael. I don't know. Michael, <laughs> um, correct me. Um, <laughs> it's. Uh, I watched. I watched the Magnum PI trailer too, and just because I'm a, I was a fan of Magnum PI, I'm actually kind of. They did a couple of things that I'm I'm perfectly willing to watch just to see how they put pan out. One was uh, gender swap on Higgins, because if you change anything else in that formula, like or, like if or rather don't change anything in that formula, the one bit that would have stuck out like a sore thumb is the 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 stodgy stuck up uh, the, the uh, Brit uh, living British. in his compound. Oh, it, it just it's like that's one where it's like. Go nuts. Like, yeah, but at the same it, time, now I have to say things like Higgins is kind of cute. And that that feels weird. <laughs> that feels really weird to me. But yeah. And they crush the car. They get and the they car cr- out of the way. They, I, I, well, it's the Fast and the Furious guys, so they got to destroy as many cars as humanly possible. So I, they crush two cars in the trailer, if I remember right. Like, I think they... Um, they did that as a they'll put it in there for as long as it exists in the first episode as a nod. Yeah, and then it's gone. And then they crush it as a break in the mold. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Although all yeah. this is all this is actually a really good setup to a a, a bit we'll be talking about here shortly, if I recall. You run down correctly. Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a good segue into talking about the Mr. John Yerkeba fan art. Exactly. If, if that's where you're headed with that, which we that's can, we can talk headed. about now. That's not really news. We can talk about that here. We'll do that right Opening now? of the show. Right. Yeah, but but it's that same sort of thing, like the internet was aghast as the internet always is um, <laughs> about the Thundercats thing from Cartoon Network. And I saw it, I'm like, Oh, it looks cute. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, kids will dig it. It looked to me like, you know, when they did teen Titans go, you know, it's that same sort of like, yeah. 
it's it's kind of like the cute here's the power pack for the kids uh taking a spin on the characters uh definitely aiming it toward the group that's in the target shopping aisle with their mom looking for toys uh which is what thundercats was back in the 80s people forget that it was just trying to sell lgn toys um And 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 everybody was up in arms. Well, my Thundercats are serious, and this is anime style, and it needs to be blah blah blah. blah. Like, it was it was a commercial. It was a twenty-two minute commercial that aired in syndication in hopes that you would go to Toys R Us and buy every single Lion-O uh, action figure that they yep. threw at you. Um, but you know, so I don't know. I I kind of looked at that and I was like, oh yeah, internet gonna internet, whatever internet it's gonna. gonna be. Well, they rebooted He Man, and wow, notice how that cartoon's still on the air. So well, yeah, it's <laughs> like and made it darker and for the thirty something year old collectors. Yeah. Um, but so I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> here's here's the thing. A Cartoon Network, uh, if it's to be believed, I didn't get a chance to go verify it, but they kind of uh, apparently swatted back with uh, a little uh, sketch of Lino introducing himself and going. Uh, did you know that the animation industry has absolutely no obligation to uh, to, to pander to you? Like, and that well, that's all, funny. All, we, all we've ever been around for is to make cartoons for six year olds, which is what your original one was for. Yeah, you, exactly. At six, and then it pointed out. In fact, you shouldn't even. You're not even mad at us. You're mad at the. And how did they put it here? You're mad at the film and television industry that stifles creativity and change in order to repackage stuff to you, uh, like to just revisit the same old stuff. And and so, and and there was kind of that vague point of we're going, like we recognize we're going back to the well, but this whole change up thing that they did was at least them trying to like make it, make it a little fresh. It's like the, you know, the Ninja Turtles have to reinvent themselves every five to six years too, just Uh, because stay on top. You got to stay on top and, and your target audience, the kids that you grabbed when you were seven or eight years old, if you got their attention when they were that age and then five or six years later, they're like, they're starting to get into their teens and they don't care about Ninja Turtles anymore. So you got to go back and, and make sure that the, the younger generation is now into the Ninja Turtles. Um, so, so we should we should we should probably explain we brought in uh, we we dropped John's name here at the beginning well, is he made a reference to the the kerfuffle yeah the, oh the, yeah I mean and the, and sweet sweet whimsical John Yurkeba who has a heart of gold and God bless us if we could all be like John Yurkeba the world would be a much better place he he threw this fan art to the world and was like you know everybody's up in arms about that what if this happened and we got to see what happened yeah. because. Internet he drew, he internet. drew the uh, oh, the God. animated whimsy, the Adventure Time slash. I'm trying to think of what all the Cartoon uh, Network uh, shows are. Bubble, it's the Bubble Gum, uh, not Bubble Gum. Gumball. Uh, Gumball. Think World. Amazing World of Gumball. That's it's that same sort of style, or like yeah. Steven Universe with like the big Steven Universe. Exactly. You know, uh, watermelon grin. Uh, not what uh, kidney, kidney bean grin is what is not what they kidney, call it. Yeah, kidney bean I guess grin? so. Yeah. Um, it's very it's very cute and um has has somebody pointed out uh oh that's what it was i i, I think um i'm i'm assuming it's in an episode but they did an episode of um of teen titans go where they talk about what it takes to get animation made and all oh oh god i would love to find out if if it was actually not from an episode but the um uh, 
the animation team did it in support of, or maybe they were slacking off Lion-O. I don't know. I, <laughs> but, but they basically kind of mid-episode rebooted themselves into into what they called whimsy style. Yeah. And yeah. it was the kidney bean smiles, which they kind of already have and all that too. But they they got a little bit more steampunky as far as I can oh, tell. Oh, that's but funny. The, yeah. But they, 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 they ran around and they made reference to – one reference to – the range of motion and fluidity of animation was much higher. Like again, it was, it was very strange if they were slacking off the Thundercats or it may have been, been them sl- um, uh, making reference to the rise of the you know, amazing world of gumball and, um, uh, you know, Steven universe and all that. It, it was, a, it, it was hidden under many layers of, a, uh, like of praise is what it came down to, but um, yeah. And it, it, anyways, the, the point is, is uh, I don't know. I, I, I wonder more and more as time goes on. Like it, it was something where when I was in my twenties and my thirties, I, I was like, there's room for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of thing in pop culture. And as I get older, I start to understand why, you know what I mean? Like there's that point where you, you, you're like no, I think, I th- I think in all levels, I, I see this more and more as I, I and it, you know you spend a lot of time thinking you pre- you're doing the same thing too. Once you have a child, you start reevaluating your approach to life through this new lens, and a lot of yeah. it comes down to that stuff that was important to me. I I, I think maybe I should just get out of the way now <laughs> on stuff, and I, this feels like it. Like as because I mean I'm. I'm pushing in, uh, you know, up to 50 now, which means all the people who were, you know, kids and whippersnappers when I started being a Ghostbusters fanboy, they're in their 20s and 30s now, yeah. and I'm looking, yeah. I'm listening to all, the, and same just across the web, right? Like the this the the, the kerfuffle over this stuff. I'm like, oh, is, I think I think maybe. I think maybe we need to get out of the way. It's, yeah, it's it's time for us to uh, genuflect. Here you go. It's all yours. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and, and we're going to be talking about the 35th anniversary here. Yeah. which <laughs> ironically. It, ironically, it's, yeah, it's like it's the 35th anniversary of this property that, you know, you and I have talked about yeah. at great lengths uh, over the years. And, but I, I, I think you hit it right on the head. As soon as I saw John's artwork, artwork um, I was like, that's, it, it may not be like what I would want to see. Yeah. I, I would love to see something that expands the mythology and, uh, and, and is this big, uh, cerebral, uh, ghostbusters with, uh, adult humor for the, you know, 35 year old crowd. Uh, but at the same time, I now look at my young daughter and I'm like, God, this would be awesome because it would be like the real ghostbusters to her. She could watch yeah. this. She could, it would be her gateway drug. <laughs> And, you know, she would be totally into it and then and revisit the old movies and uh, yeah. and then real Ghostbusters. And, and that's I don't it's it's the same thing with Ninja Turtles. Like we were saying, it has to reinvent itself for the new generation every so often because there is that yeah. uh, revolving is, door. It's, it's, yeah, that's it's just it's life. Sli- you know, that's a slightly different debate about whether stuff should be rehashed and all this. And I guess it, it's it's neither good nor bad. It's just how companies make money with their properties. Well, and yeah, and, and that's fine. I, but but this I don't know. Did I ever tell the story about my friend who used to work at at Toys R Us? I don't. I think know, I must I have. Maybe. 
my buddy Taylor used to work at Toys R Us uh, back in the day, and this was when the Power of the Force came out. Oh, yeah, so early 90s, 92, 93, I want to say. Yeah, so that's a long time ago, and that's relatively, like, compared to now, what's it, 40 years or whatever, that was early in the run, like, <laughs> it was 20 years, and everybody thought, Star Wars at 20 years, that's amazing! <laughs> yeah. Well, hang tight, uh, it, was- it gets... It, I remember places. the 10 year anniversary in 87 and uh, I was like, wow, wow, that's so cool. So they were trying to keep the IP alive and did this power of the force line of figures. And he was working at Toys R Us and he would share horror stories of coming like, like, but just hating having to go in on new stock days Yeah, because he would end up in that aisle being followed around by a bunch of guys who either wanted to snap them up to collect them or, as we found out later, buy them and then take them to their stall at the flea market where they right. all they do is sell stuff right. and then and sell it at a marked up price. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, he's the guy that mums are coming up to with their little kids going, do you have such and such? And he's like, I'm sorry, we're out. Because, again, this one's squarely on the lap of uh, Kenner, I guess, at the time, too, because they started doing the... The, the built-in collectible rarities, right? Right. They you did got the a box one pack-in that was super rare. Oh, God, oh, right? God. yeah. Which, which all kids want equally, right? Not just the collectors. Yeah. And, and he, it, it uh, what was it? Oh, it culminated once where they literally had to throw a guy out of the store because he had showed up with his own uh, a box cutter, went into the back, and was starting to open up boxes on his oh, own. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 he snapped. Uh, I should have him on to talk about his days oh, selling God. toys at some point. Like, but he literally snapped, and he went in one day, and uh, it was it was new stock day, and the puckle was there following her around, and I forget which figure it was. I can't remember, but they were all desperate for one, and he'd pull it out, and he looked at them, and then he fucking bent the corner, <laughs> and then put it up, and they went. Like, again, he had to get back up because they were going. Uh, As a preamble to the tantrum stuff we've been watching I was going to say, that, that was like a precursor to uh, oh. X amount of years later here, uh, 10, 15 years later, when it's oh, just, man. it's it's bent corners every single minute of every single day on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and but, but he, he, he was like, I've never felt better because he knew they didn't want it anymore and it would be there for some kid to get and play with. And and they like they went to the, talk to the manager, and the manager came out and, and listened to them, shuffled them out of the store, let Taylor off the hook. They were like, he was, uh, they were like he was like, yeah. They, they were all sick of them. And, oh, God. I, mean, I feel it like only, you have it, told me that, but yeah. yeah. 2020 hindsight reveals that, you know, what kind of microcosm look this was at. at, at th- so this is where we're at. We've had our, there is that old, that old saying, you can never go home again. And it's like a whole generation's the saying. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Given this week, it's a whole generation whose parents are taking them to court to evict them from the house <laughs> is what it is. Like, like it's a generation that here, here's the phrase you can never go home again and says, oh yeah, what if I never leave? Like, no, you don't understand. There, like, like 
we already look to the older generations at some of the greedy stuff they've done that frankly is messing yeah. with the generations behind oh, yeah. them and somehow can't transpose it backwards to you know even the latest fluffiest thing which is you know what if you've reached 30 you've had a 30 year run of pop culture and that's not to say you have to stop right you can, but it's like you've got 30 years of stuff like given to you You've had your – more specifically, you had your five-year window. This is what this is all about. This is about a five-year window yeah. of our childhood and the feelings we had then. Like, And we talked about this and you, before. you claim ownership. We have talked about that yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For a variety of ways. It is It is. you have a good home life and it is the warm and fuzzy of nostalgia. You had a bad home life and this was the safe retreat. Whatever. It, it's very important and that doesn't change it. But it's kind of like – we can't then get like we need to clear the landscape to give you know the five-year-old or the five-year window of kids now as many opportunities as we can to get their five you know their five years in and and that means then if you still want to like this stuff that's great and and it, it like like i said i'm pushing 50 now stuff i I dig Steven Universe. It's great. I will never complain about shit they do or anything like that. It's yeah. like it, it's it wasn't made for me. I will like it for how I like it. But, and if but I don't good on like, them for making that content. That's what I'm appreciating yeah. now more and more is like stuff that's for the the toddler set that's actually enjoyable as an adult too. Like, well, see, the, thank yeah, you for doing thing. that. Well, creators. that's just that's 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 rather than a corporation saying make us a, an extended toy commercial that's the kids that grew up on that now being adults going you know i'm we're gonna add in layers sort of thing so and you know you know. know that if ghostbusters was done if 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 john yurkeba's wonderful vision of uh ghostbusters get slimed i think he called it you know which was yeah. the whimsical version of the ghostbusters if that was made you know it would have those winks and those nods exactly in the way that the um the Nickelodeon yeah. Ninja Turtles was, I hate to keep coming back to Ninja Turtles, but it's the easiest uh, low hanging <laughs> fruit, but yeah, but it was, it was made for kids. It had that sort of, uh, anime style inspiration a little bit, but there were winks and nods to those 30 year old something fans who have been collecting for years and years and years. And, and, and it was still fun. I mean, like Michelangelo would make Olympics jokes and it's over kids heads, but I was <laughs> thinking it was funny. Um, yeah. So well, there's a lot going on at a higher level in Teen Titans Go that no kid oh, understands. Oh God, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, or or Adventure Time. You know, my wife and I have had discussions about like, are we going to let her watch Adventure Time until she gets older? Because there's some really kind of dark and cynical stuff that happens in there. Like yeah. life, life on Earth has ceased to exist. <laughs> he is the well, last see, human. Um, well, this is this is the thing. That's you with adult lenses. Yeah, kids don't see that stuff. They're not there. They're no. not dark and cynical. Yeah, they, they see miss this it cool entirely. Kid and his dog, and yeah. So, yeah. Um, so at, at any rate, uh, this is all a very long-winded way of saying that John Urkaba made some beautiful <laughs> one-page art as a joke, and yeah. and and not even as a joke, just as as a you know what? Imagine what if? What if this happened? Um, and then the poor guy just got it from all directions, like not hey, on my watch. That's a crime, and a predictable number of people God. could not pull the stick out. And, yes. and and the the people that were upset about Thundercats were all of a sudden upset about John's art, and John had to be like, you you know, I I just I drew this right. This isn't something that's actually happening, yeah. right? 
just this is why we can't have nice things. It's it's everybody has this weird gut reaction without knowing any of the context or the subtleties of it. And look, this is this is why I am currently drinking yeah. dark rum tonight. Because <laughs> the funny part is is that God. pop culture is all you know. Hooray, John uh, Joseph Campbell! It, it's all myths and yeah, morale, like tale, and tales and action and, and you're a and, kid you want to strive to do more and yeah. it's filled there it's all filled with lessons and it's amazing how many people never learned any of them like <laughs> to listen to these people complain about like like you just described it's like are you not familiar with uh with Gollum in the lord of the rings because that's what it is <laughs> that's, right that's what like it sounds you, like you're not sharing and you cannot let go and it it's it's shriveling you up inside. Nope, that doesn't that yeah. lost over the over the head. It okay. should be joyous. It, it should all be joyous, especially it with all, all of the joyous. other garbage that's happening in this day and age. Like that. Actually, you know what? We live in a world where really John should have posted that, and even if he didn't like it, people would have said that's cool. Could, Dude, would you commission something for me? Good <laughs> you know, art, like, man. Is, yeah, exactly. Do, do something for me. Here's some money. Like, or, or could you? Hey, here's a suggestion, and that's when it turns into a dialogue of what people like, rather than what the internet has has heralded in, which is a discussion of what people hate. And it's yeah. like, I don't care. Well, <laughs> like, and remember, really like the, the days of fan art, because the artists are so talented, and I've I've actually had the opportunity to talk to a lot of great concept artists about this now that like fan art used to kind of be like something artists would thumb their nose at, you know, like (laughs) fan art, but fans are so talented. Now they have the ability and the tools and the talent to do so much to the point where, you know, look at uh, like boss logic. Who's this guy, just a fan who started designing these kind of keyframes in the Marvel uh, studio style of, like Captain Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy and a whole bunch of like just beautiful, beautiful paintings that this guy does. And he's a yeah. fan. He's and 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 then all of the people that have criticisms of whatever it may be go at him and he's like, I I, I did this on my spare time. Like, all right, thanks. I mean, yes, an artist knows that you're open to criticism and it's Yeah. You gotta develop that thick skin, but at the it's same like, time, like, I just did this for fun. <laughs> so whatever. Yeah. It's like people forgot the reason we have the IDW series is because Dan Schoening was a fan and really? started drawing the just for the fun of drawing. Frames. I mean, the the I still have a framed version of his. Uh, it's the the Zool Temple with the four guys and Stay Puffed behind it, and it was something that yeah. Dan had done in two thousand one. It was a while back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was my first introduction to Dan and he was just, he was such a great dude. He was so nice and sent me a print and sent me a, a little commission card, like trading card yeah. that he did. And, uh, and look at, look at I him now. A, look yeah, at him now. I have a go. And he's a, he's a broadband fan, which is the, which is what I like right. about a lot of artists yeah. is they, <laughs> Well, I mean, they got to work, so they go where where the work yeah, is, sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, and they're very uh, generalist fans in a lot of ways. Like we know for a fact that Dan's a fan of Ghostbusters, and if you dig deeper, you'll realize that Dan is an even bigger fan of Back to the Future. Oh yeah. yeah. But at the same time, he loved loved everything, and and he did a little bit of everything. Like every Halloween, when he just does random characters from across the board. 
all it does is it shows people that he can do anything, and it's paid off because DC's hired him to do stuff. Yeah, and, you know, it's like, and he's got a dark side too. I mean, you listen to him on Yes Have Some or when he was on our show, and he was like, "I just I want to do this creator own thing about a serial killer," and I was like, "Oh." Dude, good on you, Dan. Uh, so, you know, he has range as, as many artists do. They're not just one dimensional. They don't just always, you know, no. poor, poor Ivan Reitman or Dan Aykroyd. They've done more than Ghostbusters. We, we'd like yeah. to think of them as being uh, amazing because they've done Ghostbusters, but they've done a whole lot of other things too. So Occasionally we hear a creator or an artist or whatever and they're bad mouthing stuff. They are rare. What you most often hear is them supporting one another's work. Yeah. No matter what yeah. anybody else thinks, they're supporting. And this is a hard thing for people to grasp because, like, we saw that a lot when the the answer to the call came out. Is whenever anybody, like, when Judd Apatow stood up and said, "Yeah, it looks great. I'm looking forward to it," and they were all like, "You chill, paid off, whatever." No, it's oh. and they it's forget one Judd their... Apatow had his version of the movie that he wanted to do too. Yeah. <laughs> So, he's he's yeah. one, he's one of their peers that was glad to see that somebody landed it and was yeah. looking forward to su- yeah. seeing what it was and supporting it right like uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's I, I know it's it's uh, very very familiar topics to those who have listened to the show for a long time so uh, 20, 20 some minutes in I apologize to those who are like God guys the same shit different day. Again. but it's, I, it just it it happens all the time and I feel like social media just exacerbates the problem because there's no nuance there's no conversation uh yeah i don't i don't want to i don't want to belabor it either because you're right we've gone over it but i do every time it crops up and legitimately it cropped up in this case and again the weirdest smallest pettiest way which was there was no call for any of that right like it was just i i had no idea i I saw the art in the morning as often happens i have no idea that any of this shit is happening so i i saw john's art this morning i was like oh that's really cute i uh liked it and retweeted it uh so that everybody else could see it and i don't know maybe like lunchtime today uh craig sent me a message like can you believe what's happening right now i was like what yeah there's nothing for people to be oh (sighs) anyway yeah. So, uh, John, John Akeba <laughs> is a wonderful talent. He has contributed his <laughs> art to, uh, crossing over and has done some flats for the colors. And he's, he's a wonderful guy. Uh, I'm privileged to have worked with him even in a very short amount of time, uh, for, yeah. for a small capacity on, on documentary film. He's just a wonderful dude. I love him. And keep your uh, eye on him because basically he's where Dan Shoning was yes, 15 years ago. Absolutely. Right? I mean, we're, we're one step away from another annual where they go, okay, John, you want to do a couple pages? Uh, so uh, yeah, I yep. mean, absolutely. John's, John's on that cusp and again, could not happen to a better dude. So, uh, I, I hate to see all of the, the stupid trolling that's happening to John cause it's just going to discourage him and it shouldn't John keep going, no, keep, keep drawing. Won't. Uh, that man, that man is a veteran. It will not deter him. <laughs> that's also true. He's he's seen shit, man. He he's fine. He doesn't care about like the, actually. He he handled one troll really well. Somebody said that's a crime, and he wrote back something to the effect of like, "Nope, I checked with my friend who was a cop. He said it's not illegal." <laughs> you know, like he's. He's he's fine. He can handle it. But you know, at the same time, I want to see him do more. So uh, keep keep going, man. Uh, you can't go home, but you certainly can shop there. I think that's <laughs> that's a good that's a good theme for what we're about to talk about the entire 
episode here. Um, so pick up, pick up. I know you're there. Pick up. Pick up. I killed the president of Paraguay with a fork. Uh, so <laughs> why, why, why'd you do that, man? It's not me. <laughs> Sorry. I now I gotta Gross go watch Point. that again. Thanks Gross very much. Point Blank is one of the best movies of all time. Don't at me. Uh, pop, 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 popcorn. <laughs> me go G never. De- uh, one of Dan Aykroyd's last really great roles too, by the way. Um, yeah, so, a range role. Yes, him again. Speaking oh. of dark, although a range role, but perfectly within his wheelhouse because it was a lot of that fast talking, jargony stuff that he loves to yeah, do. So. Uh, pop popping pills that are most likely just speed or amphetamines of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah. So anyway, so we uh, we are going to be talking a lot of merchandise uh, merch, in the news merch, this week uh, because it is the licensing expo that's happening. So uh, let's. <laughs> it's thirty minutes into the show. Let's get into the news. Here we go. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, Chris, let the 35th anniversary begin. It seems like only yesterday. I know what you're saying. Yeah, the 25th was only yesterday. The 30th was only yesterday, and the 35th is next year, technically. Do you want to start start with the logo? Yeah, let's start with the logo. I feel like that's a good, solid uh, foundation to build our conversation on. So uh, the licensing expo is happening in Las Vegas uh, as we speak, but it will be last week as you guys hear this. Um, this is of course, once a year we talk about it, it's where all of the, uh, studios, the intellectual property holders go to Las Vegas, they shake hands, kiss babies, and try to get everybody to buy or license, I should say their properties so that they can get all of the merchandise out there and get their awesome 15, 20% cut. Uh, so yes, of course, Sony consumer products is out there in force. Ghost core is out there in force because Ghostbusters evergreen property always want to license that. Um, and we do have a big anniversary that's coming up, which we did talk last week about Ghostbusters Day, where a lot of that stuff will probably be announced. Uh, but alas, uh, news is coming out of the licensing expo. And the mm-hmm. first thing is that logo, uh, which uh, at first glance, you're like, oh, that's kind of simple and disappointing. But at, at, on, on a second review, you're like, oh, that's actually kind of cheeky and, and fun. Uh, so, so 20, was it the 25th anniversary where they redesigned Michael Gross's, they kind of did a a play on Ghostbusters two where Moogly was holding up a two and a five or was it the Um, 20th? I think it was the 25th. No, it was was the 25th. Yeah. Uh, so I, I figured something in that vein was, was, uh, in the works, but, uh, this is the no ghost logo, uh, with a slime 35 in front of, uh, him or her. I don't know. Moogly is probably general neutral, uh, but but with this, there's a, a slimy finger, and everybody just sort of assumes, well, the slime fell and it hit the the no ghost logo. Well, no, he's he's been doing some finger painting. Yeah, it's, it's uh, he's, he's he's doing a little drawing. He's having some fun with the 35 there. Uh, I I don't think that this logo is going to be anywhere besides. I don't maybe like in the corner of packages. Uh, yeah. This is not something that's so, going to be on a T-shirt. Uh, they did the, they did the same thing with the twenty-fifth. They ended up on stickers on packages and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, oh, there uh, was for the twenty-fifth. There was a T-shirt. I think I still have it that said like twenty-five years and still going, or twenty-five years and busting, or I can't remember what it said now. But um, and I don't even know if that was official. I think a fan actually made those. Now that I think about it, but. <laughs> 
what I want to know is why Sony every major anniversary doesn't put out a um, <laughs> a black t-shirt uh, that in the the white copper plate text just says 35 years later <laughs> and and then put a you know a big vibrant piece of art on the back or something like that or or better yet or just a, the text yeah. or put dun dun in parentheses <laughs> on the front and then on the back 35 years later oh god that's true so yeah we did the five years later they could have done 10 years 15 20 25 30 35 um well there you go that's we'll We'll do that. We'll have That'll to make be, our own. We'll yeah. do a cross rip t shirt that's uh, 35 years later. And then on the back, oh, no, we won't even do the back because it's too expensive and people don't want to pay that much for a t shirt. But it'll just say 35 years later, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Um, Actually, take, take it right from the movie, five years later, and then real Ghostbusters style, just sort of hand write 30 over top of it. <laughs> yeah. Scribble it out. Scribble. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's it's again. I know some people are kind of underwhelmed by it. I I think it's kind of cute and cheeky. Uh, yeah, but it's it's not it's it's not that big of it. I I guess the problem is um, like Ty Madison and his design group that just did all of the Sesame Street stuff. They they're the ones that designed. Like if you go to Ghost Corps Facebook and you see like on yeah. St. Patrick's Day, there's the the Irish uh, Moogly. Uh, they've got the back to school one, the Easter one that looks like an egg. Um, they're the ones that are kind of responsible for all of those. I think what's happened is they've set the bar so high for all of these different themed logos that when yeah. something that a lot of hands had uh, some sort of stake in and a lot of opinions in, uh, <laughs> when that comes to fruition, uh, it's like, oh, that's eh, eh, whatever. It looks just like I'm looking. I have a coaster that I got for the 2016 movie that's under my drink. And it is the exact same logo, just without the 35 on it. So that's kind of like their boilerplate uh, yeah. style guide that they're using. And it's it's fine. I mean, it's it's just symbol. It's it's symbolic and uh, and signifying that uh, milestone of 35 years. Yeah, there's that's, no that's sense in, in, in staring yeah. at it too much. You know, we, yeah. we got a, an anniversary to celebrate. Why? <laughs> What? Yes. Yeah. Well, and the important thing is, is what's going to come out of that anniversary. Yes. So uh, if you can look beyond the cover of the book at the contents of what's inside the book, um, we're getting a hint of that now, which is kind of cool because uh, Ghostbusters Day is a week and a half away, I guess, at the at the is point that, that you listen yep. to this or a week, actually, uh, at this point. No, but it's a week and a half. Uh, June, uh, June 8th. So 20, we come out, we come, we'll, this drops the 28th. Kids You're right. So 28th. it's, yeah, it's a, a week and a half, but, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, we're getting some, like the consumer products people are there to promote this 35th anniversary and they, they want it to be a big push. They yeah. know that they have something in the pipeline. Uh, look at men in black that they know that there's a movie coming out in 2019 now. So they're really, really pushing that. Yeah. Um, so they've they've started announcing partnerships, but not a whole lot more. I think we'll get a lot of the details uh, in a, in about a week or so here. More details. Um, one thing, and a lot of people were underwhelmed. One thing to point out, um, because if we go to the press release, it mentioned that uh, for all intents and purposes, what we'd be seeing is a lot more apparel, 
with yes. a lot of partners yeah. we already knew, like who throughout the past um, have have done Ghostbusters stuff, yeah, like Mad Engine, Sea Life, Hybrid, uh, yeah. oh, Hallmark. But Hallmark's less apparel and more other stuff. Hallmark yeah. was in there, like, well, they they basically said greeting, you know, card stuff. That, Hallmark. It means Social we'll be expressions was the press release. That Social some ex- some publicist had to sit there and be like, well, it's more than greeting cards. It's social expressions. And, all right, social expressions. Um, and and then and this is the thing that nobody got excited about and should have was that it basically said that Playmobil would be announcing new playsets. We know yes. everything to this point, yeah. and apparently there's more to come. And that speaks Hooray. to what we were talking about last week. That's right. Uh, what, what would we like to hear? And we thought, well, Playmobil's probably done. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so uh, that was the big thing. What what we... Um, this There's there's two slightly... there's They're related, but slightly different angles when... To, 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 to point something out here that when people were like, that was kind of underwhelming. It's like, okay, two things. One, if you have a, like you're, if you're a sizable product, like Playmobil is sizable, but they're already out. So it wasn't much to say there's more coming. Like it was just kind of a handoff thing. Um, but say you're, you, it's something new. Oh, publishing. So there'll be books. Publishing. That, that's yeah. exciting. Apparel and publishing. Um, Toys, apparel, apparel and publishing. publishing. If you've got something big, like say Funko had something new. Funko isn't necessarily well. It, it's twofold. A Funko ha- has already worked out the deal already. Like they're not at the trade show striking this stuff. They have their line, you know, their connection to Sony, and have worked everything out. Yeah, as does Diamond Select. So that's Diamond, was like, Select. Diamond Select. I was like, I'm sure they still have the license. It's just yeah. they're not mentioned in this particular press release. But yeah. So this is this this is point one. And and if you if there's some company they haven't worked with before, but it's a big announcement, that company is not want to you know it's not going to want to be a, a toss away in uh, you know a report out coming out of the Las Vegas. They will want to have their own press release push right right and slightly related to that is um uh uh, they're so closely related that part of me goes they're different and you need to talk about them different and then i blink it's like the silhouette of the dancer spinning left or right if i blink (laughs) i forget how they were separated yeah (laughs) uh that was the other thing i guess is i did kind of cover both points one is is if you're big enough it, it, that's how they're related, but not related. If you're big enough, you don't need to go to the trade show. You can yeah. strike the deal with Sony wherever, whenever, uh, and may have already. And two, if you're, uh, you know, if, depending on what your brand is or how you, you know, want to promote this thing, you're not going to do it as a tiny little announcement. And there may be more. Like, don't get me wrong. The the thing that runs till the end of the week, I think. Yeah, it runs till. The, and this is just one. So credit where credit is due. This is Kid Screen, uh, their blog, who had the interview with Jamie Stevens, who's EVP of Worldwide Consumer Products. Yeah. So this is part of their. In, it's not an actual press release. It's part of their interview, more more or less. More uh, than anything. So yeah. it, it could not be comprehensive. It could be missing a few things. That's right. Um, yeah. So we may hear yeah. more. Like like Playmobil may just choose to mention some stuff. But as you and I said too, it, it's not. <laughs> it's so close to Ghostbusters Day. I think a lot of them will just wait for then too. Yeah, right? totally. Like, or well, around it. 
So, so let's, let's, uh, I, I want to dissect one particular thing that made me raise an eyebrow here mm, in, in okay. this, in this article slash press release. So, uh, it, it says, and I'll read, I'll read the first paragraph and then the second paragraph here. Uh, a number of partners will launch new par- uh, products timed with next June's anniversary event, including Playmobil figures and playsets, Mattel games, activities and crafts, NECA collectibles and novelty gifts, hybrid apparel, mad engine apparel, sea life apparel, and Hallmark Social Expressions, plush products, and ornaments. Key categories for the Consumer Products Program will include toys, apparel, and publishing. Products will begin rolling out globally on June 8, 2019, with subsequent ranges launching in anticipation of Halloween and the holiday season. So mm-hmm. two, two key things that maybe it's just me, maybe it's the writer in me that notices there's like an underlying, bold, italic-y thing happening here. They mention uh, uh, new products timed with next June's anniversary event, and then mm-hmm. products will begin rolling out globally on June eighth, twenty nineteen. What anniversary event? Well, I'm guessing so, Ghostbusters yeah. Day is going to become the de facto anniversary now. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Um, well, well, it's not even de facto because, frankly, it is. It was. It is the proper anniversary. I guess. That, yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah. Because uh, Ghostbusters Two was June. Was it also June eighth? No, it was like June, no, no, no. It came, it it came like, out July. Yeah, early July, end of June. Or yeah, late July. Yeah. So I have but, to look. I used to know. And it's. It's like I that, don't remember. Uh, my, my my wife has to remind me of people's names. We've we've established this too. Um, it's like that Gauthier song. Uh, but I, now I you're almost... just some trivia that I used to know. That was so two years ago. That song is timeless. But okay, so I, for whatever reason, I really latched onto that. That they're talking about this next June's anniversary event. Products are going to roll out on June eighth, twenty nineteen. Like it feels like they are gearing up for June of twenty nineteen. That's going to be the when we celebrate the thirty fifth anniversary. Kind of like how yeah. uh, Jurassic Park, leading up to the new movie uh, coming out uh, in in not too long here, a couple weeks now. Uh, that's they've really geared up their Jurassic Park anniversary stuff. They did an event at Universal Studios. Uh, yep. they've got all of the merchandise that's coming out at, at places like hot topic and, and target. Um, I, it's, I don't want to say that they're cribbing exactly what universal is doing for Jurassic park because this feels a lot different, but it also feels very similar. Like they're trying to, it's, it's, it's marketing one-on-one. They're trying to yeah. use this anniversary as sort of a slingshot to get them into whatever may be next. That's kind of, that's the impression that I'm getting here, which is kind of nice. I like it. It's It shows that they've got a lot of forethought and they're playing the long game and they know exactly yeah. what they're doing now. It's very strategized. It's not like the VR thing where it's like, hey, here's the VR thing. And we go, what? What? Um, I, I dial it in that the word event is important too. Oh, like, yeah? It, 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 there, there is a little E event where they say anniversary event, meaning just the occasion. Just, yeah, kind of what we're talking of, about of right the anniversary. now. Yeah. But the thing is, is you can say the same sentence without the use of the word event. You can just say anniversary. Yeah. It's to coincide with event. the anniversary. Yeah. The event has a big E version of it that 
makes me a little, you know, wishful thinking. Uh, like, you know, uh, like yeah. <laughs> they, meet meet us know, all they, at the hook and ladder number eight on June eighth. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll or, do something cool. Or um, well, given how many assets are in Los Angeles, uh, you know, book your five hundred dollar two night. Stay over at the Biltmore Hotel, Do it where now. the ballrooms, <laughs> where the ballrooms have been filled up, you know, with 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 vendors and and events and you know, hey, the Void has set up the VR thing in the corner and, or whatever. Yeah. Right? That's well, actually that's a cool idea. What if it is like a, a a hotel convention thing? God, at the Biltmore Hotel, can you imagine how yeah. amazing that would be? Can you imagine how how uh, uh, full that oh that back, hotel would hate would be oh oh <laughs> the the print and proper biltmore hotel would hate the convergence of i mean they were already kind uh, of confounded by the nerds that uh descended showed up upon for, them the premiere, for the premiere yeah. <laughs> and we gave them warning in advance yeah um, oh yeah so yeah so i don't know i i i mean if you want a podcast bet it, I, i'll i'll put that maybe there's something else attached to it because oh, the thing is is well, if you think about it, the the ecto containment what do they call it? Total containment? The, to- the, the IDW one? No, no. Um the 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 event uh oh, PKE surge. No PK search, thank yeah. you. Well is that what they call it at San Diego? I thought that was what they called oh, it at no, no, no. Uh, yeah. Dragon Con. Uh no, the, the one that's in San Diego is being called the interdimensional cross rip. Hmm. Oh that's right. <laughs> why Jesus why couldn't I remember that one? Um that's, they, that's all right. It's only the name of your own podcast. So, yeah, whatever. I can barely remember the name of my own kid some days. Uh it it um the other than the PKA surge and uh the and I mean it's getting more formalized, but uh I mean the the, the premier that gathering uh, in a number of ways, in a lot of, of ways, um, uh, out outsize the Dragon Con. Don't, and don't get me wrong; I know that that's dozens and dozens and dozens of, of fans in costume, and I think the count was five ectos last year or something yeah. like that. Well, and all it's, fan fan uh, coordinated and run too, which is impressive. Yeah, it's yeah. it's huge and it's impressive. But in, for the premiere, they had a couple of hundred fans show up in uniform for the like it was i think it was i think sony got a little taste of what you could do with a fan uh you know a fan gathering and right now (laughs) for for better or for worse for better or for worse right in this case it was applied to the new movie you know and it's 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 for all its ups and downs i i wonder if maybe somebody uh uh, you know, at Ghost Core and Sony didn't say, "Man, we could really, you know, if we if we if we put this toward like." And it, the thing is, it's their evergreen. It's like, why don't we just do an evergreen anniversary event, right? Like, yeah. why not make an even bigger showing for the 35th anniversary attached to all manner of of events, right? And the other reason to have it in LA is, like I said, you could. Here's the thing: you go to New York. What does everybody get to do? 
stand outside 55 Central Park West and not go in because it's owned it's, by it's people actual, and they live yeah, there. Occupied tenant, you know, tenants <laughs> and, won't let you into their apartments. And, yeah. and nothing, nothing inside matches what was in the movie because it was a, a set. Right. Tavern right. on the Green is not what it was. And um, you could go to the fire hall, but again, you'd just be milling around outside getting photos, which outside. are great. Yeah. But it's a working fire hall. You, we can't do anything inside or anything and while apparently they have let you know the occasional fan on slow nights come in and you know go up and down the pole well there's no up shimmy up the pole go <laughs> uh you know if if a if a hundred showed up shimmy they up they the just pole. close the doors and and not Sorry. open until i'm not gonna let that go that was <laughs> <laughs> hey, does the pole still work i don't know are you climbing it because that's not how it works <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the firemen are taking bets on how long it takes to get up go little uh, nerd go <laughs> full pack full pack go <laughs> right, whereas sorry. if you if you do it in LA there's an empty fire hall that you can do an event oh, at. you could well, rent the, they, yeah. a place could step in rent that out you know quick uh, set dress it Put a perimeter and security around it. I was going to say, not... sweep out three square blocks around it. Well, you uh, know what? You you laugh, but you and I both know uh, that Hollywood has had some events with some sketch going on around it, yeah, and it's, it's really good at, at squaring it away. They film movies with sketch going on, and, and they manage to hold it back. So if they want to have a dance the night away party at the... Uh, the stand-in interior fire hall, they could do it. 23, sort of old 23. If, if, yeah. if they want to have a, a a dinner and panel event at one of the Biltmore ballrooms, they could do that. And ultimately, you know, the on the on the the, the studio lot with Ghost Core and the cars and you name it, oh, right? Yeah. So Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of what Universal has done, at least whatever that was, like two weeks ago, they did their Jurassic Park event where they it was on the studio lot and they had an event like with a Q&A with like Jeff Goldblum and a few other people and um that's that's a huge that's a possibility I mean I don't know that's, that's my thought the, all, all of this and it's going to be like hey Ghostbusters World's going to have a beta that comes out on June 8th <laughs> oh <laughs> alright we thought too big again um, eh, well, but uh so yeah reach so, for the stars pal reach, reach, the we're stars. reaching for the stars I'm, I'm really excited about all of these things that we just came up with <laughs> So I hope somebody's listening. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so I, I, God, here's hoping. I mean, I, I've, I really zeroed in on that and it sounds like you have uh, it, it just expanded upon that to a point where I'm, I'm convinced that they meant that. Now. <laughs> We're going to say that they meant that now. Um, but uh, so we, we also have to talk about the website. So the website yeah. suspiciously went down uh, on the day that we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, replaced with a under construction, very, very retro of them to put an under construction placeholder page. up. <laughs> All that's missing is like the hit counter with the, you know, the people that have, have viewed down at the bottom. But um, yeah, Internet is so sophisticated. You can make changes to a site and still have the old one running. You d- the only reason you put up an under construction is if you put a wink wink underneath it is yeah, uh, yeah. all that's or missing. You want to get uh, people like yourself and myself uh, talking on podcasts about whatever <laughs> it may mean. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so June 8th, 2018 Ghostbusters day, uh, the ghostbusters.com website will relaunch. 
Um, I would presume based upon everything that we were just talking about, it's going to be tickets for the event that we we just, (laughs) we just invented here on the podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would, I would imagine because, uh, the, the website was getting a little long in the tooth that was really set up for the Ghostbusters 2016 movie and, and not much more. So my guess is it's going to become a new hub for probably, tour dates for the the concert and merchandise and uh maybe ghostbusters world stuff um you know that's that's my guess is it's just relaunching with a new design and a new look uh hopefully they'll bring back one of the coolest things that they did and it was very a very short amount of time was uh that repository of like um uh, like sounds and artwork and yeah. here fans do, do what you will with this, which was kind of cool. Um, the, the super assets kit for fans. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they put that up. It was really awesome. And then it disappeared without any notice. So yeah. I, maybe somebody in legal was like, Hey, we, we can't do that. And then it disappeared for that reason. But, um, so hopefully that makes a, a return. Um, but, uh, so we'll, we'll keep you guys posted on the website. No idea what's happening there, but that would be awesome. If it's, if it's everything that we were just talking about, that's more than we can ask for. Uh, what else is left? We've got uh, a couple of minutes left here. Uh, I did want to give a quick shout out to the New Jersey folks. Uh, they've got a charity screening that's happening for, uh, well, actually it's the day after ghostbusters day. Ah, that's a missed opportunity. Uh, June 9th, uh, at Gardner Field, the Denville Social Services uh, Charity is holding an event, an outdoor movie night fundraiser. All uh, proceeds will benefit the Emergency Heating Fund, which helps financially stressed Denville residents with heating costs during the winter. Very cool um, cause there. So uh, check check that out. Um, I don't have any website information for it, but uh, that's uh, outdoor screenings of Ghostbusters are always my favorite. I did the one at the cemetery, which we talked about about a month mm-hmm. ago or a year ago oh my god what happened to the time <laughs> a month a year a month Whatevs. it was like fall of last year uh but it was a lot of fun so go go see uh go see ghostbusters under the stars and for a good cause um and then uh i don't uh, chris maybe am i am i stepping on your final thoughts here but i, I that richard edlin laser disc that you posted on uh on twitter that was I, I wanted to talk to you about that. That was very suspect. Is is that's the Japanese one that you and I have talked about uh, not too long ago? Again, probably two years ago at this point. But yeah, uh, it, it's like uh, the Japanese visual effects series uh, laser disc. The Sci-Fi FX Museum series that was out it. of Japan. Yeah, that yes. was it. Yeah, uh, and I discovered when I put a couple of my uh, I took some camera shots off of it because I. I didn't have a machine for the longest time, and I, I I got one cheap and fired it up, and it was working. And as as you know, you were trying to go to bed, and I was excitedly sending you pictures of all this stuff that I was like, I've never seen. And it was before. awesome. And I was like, Oh, that's all. Oh, wait, maybe I have seen that because I I have that Richard Edlin laser disc as well because they did like there's a John Dykstra one. Yeah, and I forget who the third one is, but I I have those, and I was only able to view them once and then it went into storage it went into storage yeah. uh, i found out that uh ecto containment um uh, brought it up on twitter that they had the same one and posted a small clip of it about a year ago oh nice oh cool uh, i wasn't yeah i wasn't i wasn't aware of that but this is the, the same one it is a wealth of stuff it is Ooh. um so it's two sides of a laser disc so whatever that works out to like two hours or something like that or no you can put a whole movie on one side so maybe 
Eh, no, no. It's like 90 minutes. You had to flip the disc minutes. over. Yeah, you had to flip yeah, the disc. Yeah, you had to, like, um, midway through the movie, you had to flip the disc, yeah. Um, now, I'm still trying to get used to the controls. Um, when it's all, like, like, I, it, like, the menus are probably in Japanese, right? Are there... Yeah, well, what they have is they not have, even menus, either. There's not a main yeah. menu. It's a chapter, which means it's a static screen. And so I press play, and some of the chapters, there's, like, a two-second burst of frames oh it's of one of those stills. where you have to frame advance yeah the criterion disc is the same way yeah, where you've got so, like the stills gallery and you have to sit there and like frame advance tick, through all tick, of the stills tick. yeah um so i mine i got it so cheap because it didn't come with its uh, with a remote and i don't see a frame advance in the the front ones so when it comes time to encode these which i hope to do uh i don't know if i'll be able to you know i'll have to figure out a way to get those off but the long and the short of it is, is they literally went to the studios as these guys were working on stuff or close enough to like, it feels like part of it, it deals with, um, uh, 2010. So there are bits where they're talking about what they're working on for 2010, but they still have stuff lying around from Ghostbusters. Right. Like they, they're still right. able to bring it up and show it to you. Um, and they talked to, oh man, I, I should have written down some of the names, but man, the effect supervisors are in there. They even had one guy talk about the, the conceptualization of the, the 65 millimeter camera for the effects that oh, they built. Ah, that's the stuff that I love. That's and the, then, yeah. and then went to the guy, like the guy who actually like, was machining it and he showed it off like he, oh my he God. That's he's awesome. pulling parts out and, and this here and all. some of it's really nitty gritty nerdy other bits are just fascinating to watch uh they had a bit where they interviewed the animator and I, that was one of the ones i sent you because i was so stupidly excited it it, it basically looked like uh, a black uh cell with uh, white lightning bolts hitting white skeletons. And it took me a second, and I'm like, oh, it's part of the Terror Dog it's, transformation. It's, like, it's like, a, like an anatomy reference that you would see an artist have, but in the position he, that you see uh, Vincent Zool. It, it and, was, it was yeah. one of the knockthroughs of the, the optical effects. Yeah. Uh, the One of the masks to of the skeleton bits, which you just see a flash of. And he talked at length about... You know, they, they. I, I don't even think he was talking in terms of they didn't have morphing technology. I think he was talking about they needed to do this transition, but right. it was very hard to do. Otherwise, it looked too binary. So what they yeah, came so up you, with you was go from A to B without any type of in between. Yeah, yeah. So they had to basically come up with a variety of things that you could flash as an in between, and one of them was. You know, the lightning hits and it highlights their skeleton for a second. And, you know, it, the flash lets you move over to the terror dog and then <clears throat> some more frames to come out. Stuff, just everything. And then Richard oh, Enlund, cool. they go back to him sitting there uh, with his hand rolled cigarettes, just <laughs> just in a cloud of smoke. <laughs> Talking with about a shotgun it. in hand, like that photo <laughs> that we've seen with him with the Ghostbusters logo on uh, his T-shirt. Oh uh, man, so it's, it's good stuff. Um, That's awesome. The, the player awesome. has S video out. I could not find my. 
recording like USB component to uh, USB thing. Like your capture card. Yeah. Uh, it's not even a capture card. It's it's a, it's a it's a piece of software. It just it just runs USB. It's a, a USB dongle that goes out to the connectors, and oh, okay. you run it in into the machine that way and capture it. And it works really well. The one I had, anyways, I think it was just uh, RCA cable, uh, not even component damn. color. Whereas, uh, <laughs> and I got that years ago, and I know I must have spent fifty bucks on it, and then the, now I went, oh, I'm going to have to get another. Wait a minute, and I just plugged it into Amazon and. Yeah, fifteen bucks, and it's prime shipping. Give it here. Fifteen bucks. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, and it, it actually, and this is the kicker, has an S video connector. Oh, meaning, hey, uh, send, the, send that send that video my way when you're. Yeah, when you're that's done. the that's the best these machines could pump out. Yeah. I don't think they yeah. ever got to component. I don't color think so that it ever laser split it into RGB. No, no, uh, I think it was just uh, always uh, the yeah. Yeah. S video was as good as it got. That was that was cutting edge VHS technology that I think they Oof. plugged into the last of the laserdisc players. I mean, you'll you'll have to capture the Criterion stuff too. Yeah, I know, right? Saying. I mean, if There's you're gonna have if you'll have the technology, you might as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if, I'm all, says. if all I'm if I love watching this stuff on, <laughs> I, I turn it on and I'm like, mm, just a tiny little square in the middle of my, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 16 by 9 yeah. screen. Oh, right. That's Tiny how they used to do it. 480 by whatever it was. Yeah. If, um, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to pull off 720, it's not even 720p, 480. No, 480. I guess. Yeah, it's 480. I'm going to pull off 480p. It might as well be at the best I, you know, yeah. at, that they, they were able to do. So, hooray for S video. Nice. All right. Well, uh, keep keep us posted on that because, uh, again, selfishly, yeah. I, I'd like to. See I may do a little that. bit more research to. Um, because I'm not quite sure what limits what you can. I'll have to see. Like the software that came with it, the the little player recorder thing was. Uh, it seemed to me that it came with a little bit of options to it. So I'm kind of hoping that if I look into it a bit deeper and tinker a bit, I might be able to, you know, maybe upscale capture a little Ooh, bit or something. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Oh, awesome! All right. Well, uh, uh, God speed, Chris Stewart. <laughs> Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. YouTube. And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Ghostbusters. Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris. So we're uh, round, rounding third, heading toward home here on another episode. Uh, you are about to head my way, uh, so yeah. we're, we're going to share a beer on uh, Saturday night at least, yeah, which is going to be fun. But uh, you have any final thoughts for this this here episode of ours? <laughs> Buy my board game. Um, 
<laughs> yes, please do. This is that's the whole reason he's coming to LA is to uh, promote the pit, which has got a Kickstarter yeah. that's at sixty percent now. 65? No, 67. Oh my goodness, 67. I know. All right, it's almost there. Actually, if, if I wanna, if I, if I wanna bring it back around to Ghostbusters, this was a thought I was kicking around. Was I was toying with the idea because there's a lot of things that go into, um, uh, you know, g- gaining the the attention of the the Kickstarter all-seeing eye and stuff like that. And uh, we're doing pretty good, like a you know, with a, a steady climb. We had a good start. Uh, you know, uh, comments are relatively steady and things like that. But one of the things that Kickstarter really likes is is backers, numbers of backers. Right. And I was kind of yeah. like, you know, I'm, a few people. Uh, I should, I should uh, uh, oh man, I should have made a list. I'll, I'll make a list and uh, and maybe I'll say thanks here when all is said and done. Uh, but there's a few people that I, I, I recognized in the backers that. Uh, were obviously listening and uh, or saw it on the the Facebook page and and and, and back the game. Thank you. I mean, and it's it's very Ghostbusters related. I mean, obviously because you and your team are fans of Ghostbusters. It's uh, it it has the same spirit. It has that same sort of uh, f- feel to it. It's got a lot of fun to it. So uh, all right, well, cool. Well, uh, I'm I'm gonna uh, step in and, and do a final thought of my own here. I just want to give a shout out to uh, our our friend Sean Bishop who, uh, if you go back uh, to last year, we did a This Ghostbusting Life with Sean. Um, he's an j- awesome guy, has his own Ectomobile, uh, helped me build one of my first packs. Uh, just just a, a great all-around dude. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to him because, uh, sort of in Ghostbusters vein, he is working on a new Scooby-Doo and Guess Who series that's going to be popping up on uh, Cartoon oh, yeah. Network. Um, with classic characters, it's going to be in the same classic uh, style as the Hanna Barbera series. Um, and uh, you know, speaking of things that have Ghostbusters influence or were influenced Ghostbusters, let's be honest. Uh, so uh, it's it's you know, Scooby Doo is uh, it's near and dear to my heart, and so I'm I'm glad to see somebody like Sean uh, working on that, and I bet he will bring some Ghostbuster sensibilities to it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, good luck, Sean. Um, I, let's see, uh, announcement. I can't remember when, I think it comes out sometime in 2019, but we'll, we'll keep you guys posted. Cause I know it's, uh, going to be of interest of, of people out there. So, uh, congratulations, Sean, uh, all the best to you on Scooby-Doo and guess who, and, uh, yeah, ghost, ghostbusters jokes, please draw me into a Scooby-Doo episode. No, that's too much. I won't, I won't <laughs> ask for that. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Well, uh, until next week, everybody, uh, we will talk to you hopefully with some some resolution, some clarity. We're nearing Ghostbusters Day. Um, in fact, we have to figure out how we're going to do our Ghostbusters Day schedule here because we we, we want to record on Ghostbusters yeah. Day. So maybe when you come out here for beers, we'll discuss that. We'll have to figure out our production schedule there. But uh, I'll, I'll bring a pad of paper bring, and a pen. Bring and and some graph paper. Some graph uh, paper. And a ruler and a protractor. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but until then, until w- whenever that episode may air, <laughs> we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Let me guess. Gozer was no study. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh, oh, oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird.